When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. I'm all man when it comes to the crust. Yeah. SpaghettiOs is a soup. Wow. I'm a man of many earth tones. Oh. Yeah, I think Cheerios are still Who hot. Cheerios? Cheerios are hot, babe. Ooh. It's like an avocado. It's raw. The deuce. Uh, <laughs> How many of those do we have? Currently uh, seven. Oh, wow. I feel like we, I want some new ones. Kind of sexy, bordering on constipated, that one. That was, no, it was like. Like you see somebody that you weren't expecting to see and you don't want to see him. Oh, the dudes. Yeah, that's right. You're like, oh, f- fuck, they're Welcome here? to the only podcast where the voiceover announcer announces our introduction reluctantly. Yes. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. What? I forgot to ask you. Yeah. Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I want to know everything. Start from oh, the top. I, I didn't get to explore it a lot because it was, the weather was bad. Was it hot? For one. Very muggy. Yeah. And I stayed it's in part this, of the appeal. It's part of the charm. The East Coast has got a, a very mm-hmm. specific humidity during the summer. It's crazy, right? It is very, it's very like interesting. It's yeah. a wall of humidity. It's not much different than Texas. Just doesn't have the type of heat that like Texas has or Arizona or those other states. But um, we're working on it. I do. You know what I love the most about the East Coast that you don't get out here are the sounds of summer bugs. Huh. I love the sounds and the sights of summer bugs. Did you see some uh, lightning bugs? You see lightning bugs in the cicada. They're, so, they're not like endangered, but the lightning, the numbers are like non-existent compared to what they were when we were I'm kids. not surprised. Everything's burning up. We're killing, we're killing everything. It's all shifting. We're going to die. Everything will find its new flow in, in the world. But we'll be the ones that die. But for now, I still enjoy the summer bugs and like the weird beetles that show up. Yeah. The weird, like, you know, that like you see those exoskeletons on the bottom of the trees that look like snails. Okay. The, the, the cicada larva, the, the wild hermit crabs. <laughs> Will not be echoed. <laughs> what are you going to do in the end of that festival? I'm going to still do, continue the, still do the mom. How come nobody says mom jokes? It, I just thought about that. Like, Men even rule the joke world. Yeah. Why is that? Moms don't joke like dads do because women actually, can't be funny. It's not because women aren't funny. I feel something very misogynistic is about to escape your mouth. No, hole. I don't know what it is because I've always been a very punny person. I've always found puns very clever. And, and so I was like, I feel... I feel like some guys become the dad joke guy. I think I was the dad joke guy even when I was a teenager. I can see that. So it comes really, really natural to me. My kids just like live in, in under torment. It's just a constant <laughs> barrage of terrible dad jokes. <laughs> Truthfully, if you want to know the honest answer, I don't know many adult women who are very jokey. 
Yeah, it is an interesting balance that so, has and, to and, have. And you could get into, well, maybe it's because they weren't encouraged to be that way when they were in school. Like, I'm not saying they can't be, but where we sit right here, right now, middle-aged, white bread America, 2023. Whoa, with the middle age. Keep that on your side of the pod. Okay. Sorry to, to all the debutantes in the room. Yeah, if I die at 60, I might be middle-aged. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the... I, I only What's know, the equivalent? I only know a handful of women who are... I don't know women who torment their families with awful wordplay jokes. I guess it's That's not something we, we need equality for. It was only an observation in the moment thinking about that. The dad joke of it all. Yeah. It is... It's an interesting thing that just doesn't occur from the female side. And even my sister, who's really funny, she she doesn't do dad jokes, but my brother-in-law does them all the time. Right? Yeah. It's what is very. That? It's just, you guys just need attention more than we do. I see it actually very different. I, I think it's actually a very humble thing. Why is that? Because I think that um, one of the worst disservices that you can do to your children, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, to a certain extent, it's not your time anymore. And Oh, because you're a parent. Yeah, and and it's you know, it's always it's almost always pretty cringy when there's the mom who's still trying to, you know, like hoping that somebody will say, Wait, you guys aren't sisters? That's your mom who's not like ready to graduate into being like attractive for her age and still wants to be like going to the mall with her daughter and their, and their friends. So I think there's something about like, I was, I used to rock. I was once <laughs> cool as fuck. And now I am comfortable being this like fuddy duddy and taking myself out of the cool game. I'm just this old silly dude over here. It's your, I'm seeding the stage to you guys. I, I understand what you're saying mm -hmm. and I can, appreciate that perspective i am an anti-ageist i'm known as an anti-ageist in okay, my what family that, what is that what does that mean i don't believe in ageism i think it's a construct that's created so tell me what you how you define ageism ageism is acting your age dressing your age mm -hmm. a getting, woman shouldn't do that at her age getting and, getting getting old acting old because you feel like you're quote unquote supposed to yeah mm -hmm. i think ageism is a is a an idea that is very important for for marketing and for companies mm -hmm. to put people into an insecure position mm -hmm. to think well i'm well i'm 40 i shouldn't be using this i product i have to use this product because this is what 40 year old women do and oh. and you know i i shouldn't act like i'm this age because what will people think of me it's all about perception mm -hmm. and it's such uh it, it to me, it's like it's something that isn't natural to create limitations based on how old you are. Because if you look at different cultures, uh, the American culture being very specific because of how we sort of discard our elderly, we we disregard them and we and we discard them. We put them in homes. We put throw money at the problem. We don't really value them. But if you look at like you know like Asian cultures. You know, some actually, Scandinavian cultures. I've actually heard some mixed shit about old people in Asia. Uh -oh. The whole honoring the the there's there's lots of things that the, the world is is you know humanity is fluid and society is ever changing, and yeah, it may be more of of a point of emphasis to say we respect our elders and to you know 
have table manners that reflect that and bow to an old lady or something like that. But like when push comes to shove, like are, are all old Japanese people like living with younger families and being doted on and taking care of the numbers might not be as different as you think they are. I agree. Yeah. But I do think in our culture that is focused on productivity that it's, um, it can be like to, in, in order to be as productive as we are, we can't focus on old people by the nature of, of what they are. They're slow. So mm -hmm. we have to, we have to shove them out of our way so that we can continue to make more cars, continue to make more cell phones, even though those things aren't manufactured in our country. Still the idea of them is very much a part of our culture. So in order for us to have this like fast paced, productive society here in America, we can't have old people in the way they'll, they'll slow us down. But in other places like Italy, per se, they still revere their elderly. I, I see it. And mm -hmm. it may, you, might, you might be right. You probably are. Like, it might not be as prevalent as it is now because culture has changed and we're evolving as people. Yeah. But traditionally in America, I don't think we valued old people. And because of that, there is yeah. this ageism. Uh -huh. Because being old, you don't want to get old because you're forgotten. You don't want to get old because you're ugly and you're not sexy anymore because our society puts an emphasis on productivity and sexiness and the new thing. We're so obsessed with newness. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I've always seen it as without thinking it through is there's sort of like three stages of that. Like you're you're a kid mm -hmm. and then at a certain point you're supposed to accept like I'm not a kid anymore and certain uh, limitations maybe come with that, but certain privileges. I always tell my, my son that I'm like, I feel exactly the same as you do. Like I want to play video games and hang out with my friends and eat chips and do stupid stuff. The difference between you and me is that I've got money. Right. And like maybe plenty. I'm like, dude, like it, it I know everybody says, oh, you don't have to decide what you're going to do with your life yet. And to an extent, it's true. And if you don't know, it's not the end of the world. Don't freak out about it. But I'm like, I like what I do for a living. Many people do not. Like the percentage right. of people who enjoy fucking elementary school is pretty goddamn low. You don't have a choice. There's no, I mean, I guess there's some cool elementary school I could send you to, but we're not going to. You're going to public school. Play your cards right and you could do something that you enjoy doing. I'm I'm exactly the same as you. I just know that like I have money. I can if I have a job that sucks, I can try to find one that sucks less and I can have more fun. I get to decide where we go on vacation. And the only thing you and me is like you might think it would be fun to eat a vat of hot fudge for dinner. Oh. I've lived enough to know that I will ultimately regret doing that. So I don't do it in the first place. It's eh. So anyway, I think that there's three, I don't think you just need to go from, oh, I'm not the hot, young, fuckable thing to I'm the, some old person that's going to be ignored. You're ignoring like 50 years in the middle. I think there's like youth and then there's middle age and then there's your, there's your dotage. I agree. But you're saying that from a male perspective, from, from women, it goes from youth to elderly. There you're is right. no middle ground I for love women. Whoever said it, the cliche about Hollywood actresses, What's you're that? the, you're, you're the, you're the hot chick, you're the wife, and then you're the district attorney. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hundred percent accurate. So great. And and that's where, you know, we can have conversations about equality and it being a man's world. But like you said, there are, there are ways to make it work to your benefit. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 I defer to people like Jane Fonda. I think she's obviously an exception because for the most part, a lot of us aren't going to be able to have the resources, the capital or the fame to 
sustain that level of beauty and, and still sexiness and, and like this, you know, defying the odds of aging mm-hmm. appeal. Yeah. But she still is somewhat of an icon in that, in that realm mm-hmm. because she, to me, still is relevant and, and beautiful and, and all of these things that we think as women are important. But I guess to sort of wrap up the whole idea when you ask me like what is, what is ageism, it, it comes up when my cousin says things like, well, I need to dress more my age or I have to dress more age appropriate. According to who? So so you have to go from denim jeans to pantsuits? Yeah. So you know people who actually would say that in so many words? I hear it all the time from women. Uh, well, it's a constant well, consideration. I, th- yeah. I mean, I think you should stop wearing unicorn t-shirts at a certain point. Oh my God. I, was I at, See, I disagree. I was at Disney this two... Disney's... It, Debbie... I just have to say, Debbie has like 14 unicorn shirts. And she sends me unicorn stuff every birthday. So maybe her and I need to grow the fuck up, but we're going to come at you. Well, in our I, unicorn gear i did not see that yeah coming. we're gonna we're gonna steal your daughter's toys from, after we leave before we leave from the lady in the beetle yeah, she's beetle got a beetle juice t-shirt. t-shirt there's nothing wrong with beetlejuice t-shirts no no but the, man gina davis prime gina davis man i forgot we're watching I, i'm so like i just I don't have any time i'm watching fletch in like oh like, great in like 12 minute installments as i fall i'm like halfway through it i've been watching it for a week is that is that um uh Ch- chevy chase yeah oh that's great because i watched they they did uh, a very belated third one mm-hmm. with uh john ham oh that i watched on a plane i uh, didn't i audition for that i did let me think who would you, i i i was gonna be a woman he interviewed uh it was um uh, yeah. it was he went into her house and he interviewed her yeah, oh, about yeah, her yeah. husband i know exactly yeah i, I yeah, the, the part is that she's like uh <laughs> She's like, uh, like some really Hollywood. I don't know if she's, um, <clears throat> like an energy consultant for your home yes. or something. And she just used the word, uh, the word bespoke all the time. She and, used the word bespoke, and she doesn't know what it actually Has means. No idea. Yeah. Do you know why I didn't get the part? Because you know what bespoke means. No, I, I wasn't the right age. Really? No, I'm just joking. I okay. just wanted to prove. No, a point. I think you're the exact right age. Yeah. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Um, so yeah, I went, we're, I'm, I'm back and watching the original and, um, I'll, I'll be super ageist on this. Okay. I, I forgot how cute Gina Davis was when she was, when she was young, because I feel like she, um, more recently has had some really tragic work done. Oh God. And that's have the you thing. Seen her? Have you seen Gina Davis recently? It's like uncomfortable. Yes. And that's another point about women white knuckling their youth. Yeah. And I think the more you white knuckle your youth the more affected and horrible you end up looking. Yeah. We're all looking for the pill, the pill to yeah. fix it all. And I'm sure like the people who I think are aging gracefully, I'm sure are in Hollywood, in Hollywood terms, I'm sure are doing stuff. Oh, for They're sure. Just doing modest amounts. But yes. like, like, uh, okay. So like Amazon's whole thing, Amazon's prime whole thing is trying to get boring, uh, upper middle-aged white people to subscribe. That's why Dennis Quaid is saving people as an airplane pilot in Amazon Prime movies. Yeah, and, and there's why... always some subliminal Christian subplot. Yeah, and 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 and, 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 and Chris Pratt, sub, subliminal Christian oh, Chris Pratt yeah, is subliminal saving subliminal Christian is saving Chris is saving Pratt. is saving his daughter in the future uh, uh, and oh. the dude from The Office is starring in Tom Clancy audiobooks. And uh, but Sigourney Which Weaver, which I do like, I do co-sign. Oh yeah, I, I love Krasinski. Uh, sure, Big I'll take fan. I'll take your word for it. Okay, <laughs> I, uh, I Sigourney Weaver 
Because because oh. they have over here at um, La Cienega and Venice, they have there's like six billboards in the entire intersection. Yes. Amazon just owns them, so they just are always. I always know what Amazon is doing because of that intersection that I drive past. I didn't know that. And Sigourney Weaver has got one, and like Sigourney Weaver to me looks like what I would like a sixty something female movie star to look like. I she looks great, but she doesn't look like she's trying to convince anybody that she's thirty. I agree, and there's, I think as a as a woman, and I hate to say this word because I'm not a part of the the cancel culture or this victim culture. I get triggered when I hear she looks the way I think she should. But you're right, and I agree with you. It's it's this. Weird, it's, what's wrong with saying that? There's nothing wrong with it. It's a conditioning on my part. Mm-hmm. It's 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 speaking to the problem of how much of an effect marketing and capitalism can have on someone's developmental idea of themselves and how they should occur in the world. This yeah. is more about me and how I think I should be than right. anything else. Yeah. And so that's why I try to check myself when it comes to feeling an age or looking an age. But I thought the same thing because she has this new show out called The the Lost Flowers, I think it is. Maybe that's, is it on Amazon? Yep, it's okay, on Amazon. So that's the billboard I've seen. And I remember just watching her on screen being like, damn, she's beautiful. Yeah. And, it's strange now because with since the advent of this obsession with affecting ourselves in plastic surgery, all the women are starting to look a certain way. Yeah, they and all it's look the same, right? Crazy. Mm-hmm. They they look like they've all put a plastic bag over their head and they've pulled it back and put makeup on top of it. That's fair. And they're driving in a Corvette going 120 miles down the highway. It also looks to me like I don't really understand what fillers are and stuff like that, but it's like the only way... I I guess it's the same thing as like if there's like saggy breasts. They haven't made anything to firm up breasts. What they do is if you want to address that in a cosmetic surgical kind of way is you put an implant in to fill out the skin. Yes. Right. So it seems like the faces when they get the wrinkles, they put fillers in to expand the actual size of the dome to fill out the skin. Yes. So they have these great big uh, Easter Island faces. Very mad libs. And how that can be preferable in anybody's mind to having some wrinkles is completely beyond me. Well, the problem with fillers is that when you get fillers... They create scar tissue inside of your inside of your face, and your body actually never really breaks it down. From what I understand, mm-hmm. it just sort of circulates inside of your skin, yep. and it settles in places. And so you have to counteract all of the different movement that occurs. You need to fill in the filler. You have to fill in the filler, and so that's why these women start to have these like lemon head faces. Yes. And what are we doing for? What are you doing it for? Because the point is. When you're talking about Sigourney Weaver, and I had the same thought, she is now the outlier. All the women have started to look the same. All these women who are aging gracefully mm-hmm. have started to look the same. Yes. And now women like Sigourney Weaver are like the diamond in the rough and you're sort of refreshed. Not because she looks the way you think she should look, but because she looks human. Yeah. And I think she just needs to blaze that trail. There was a period of time where I knew, okay, like I... I have friends who, you know, I've grown up and I moved around and they moved around. You, you lose touch. You're not, you don't have your finger on the pulse of what yeah. they're thinking on a day-to-day basis. And I remember guys who were like, man, Kim Kardashian, that ass, man, I would blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I grew up with you. 
we passed plenty of girls with big asses on the street. Right. You never gave them a second look. You have like sexually acquired a taste for a big ass. So somebody, namely J-Lo, needed to come around and somebody goes, you know what? You could be a big star if you just lose that big fat ass. And she had to have the presence of mind, the bravery, the confidence, the foresight to go, no way. People are going to love this big fat ass. And she was right. And then every, it's like people didn't used to like sushi. And then somehow, some way, they got somebody to go, oh, raw fish. Oh, it's not going to give me brain bugs. I love sushi. It's like, well, you didn't. You didn't used to. Somebody needs to be the, the the Gina Davises of the world are responding to pressures that they perceive in the market of the job that they have, you know, and not just that, but like when they're in an airport or something, people are like, is that you? Oh my God, she looks like that now. It's like, they feel like if they don't look like the person who used to be on the screen in their prime, that they've lost value as a person, lost value in the marketplace. It takes somebody with the bravery, the presence of mind to go, no, people are going to respond to a woman who looks fucking amazing and has still had work done but still looks somewhat natural and then when Sigourney Weaver finds that success and a lot of guys are like call me crazy but I'd kind of bang that 67 year old lady well that'll make it easier for the next generation of district attorney actresses to go maybe (laughs) I won't become an Easter Island head I think we have to get over our sexifying of everything and i don't know if we ever will because I, that's a human it's a, it's a human nature thing i'm the older Bite i get your the, tongue I, there's the not... older i get the more i sexify everything it's oh, crazy God. <laughs> no i used to always wonder when i was a kid i'm like when i get old the only people i can sleep with are old ladies but i don't want to have sex with old ladies and now i'm like i'm kind of into old ladies i think we need that sound bite the older i get the more i sexify everything <laughs> Deb just texted me a link. Jennifer Love Hewitt looks unrecognizable with new hair transformation. Jennifer Love Hewitt, who I used to think was the just the girl. Did you? She was the girl of that era. She recently debuted a fiery red hair color and fresh bob cut that made fans everywhere do a double take. Um, that's her face? Uh, that's what the problem is. A 44-year-old shared a before and after of her epic makeover and after the uh, from the looks of her instagram feed her golden hue was also fairly new since she had naturally blah 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 blah. so i guess it seems like maybe she wanted to use a haircut to 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 to, yeah. to sort of to trojan horse the face good right. reference uh i'm deeply grateful blessed and happy oh sometimes God, insecure about aging a mom of three incredible babies married to the most handsome and awesome man. Really excited to see what this year has for us. It's all so self indulgent. And that's to me, maybe that's one of the problems. Everyone's to your point. They're so everything's so accessible from our past and how we looked and everyone's more focused on maintaining a look than educating themselves or providing some sort of value to their community and to their neighbors we've all gone inward and we're all doing so much internal work but the wrong work we're doing fillers instead of filling ourselves with information and we're changing our hair instead of changing our attitudes preach on brother well it gets exhausting yeah you know and and but let me say hey put change your face if that makes you feel good change your face but doesn't make you feel good That's exactly and, and i do know people Who've Good had, for you. I, <laughs> I don't, How many? <laughs> I don't want to brag. But I'm sorry. I, have, I didn't mean to cut you off. I have several contacts in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know people who were kind of busted 
who got a ton of work done and they're not oh that, my God. and they're not that great now but they think they look better and I'm happy for them. Do you now you just made me think of something. That's wonderful when that happens. Do you remember a show called Busted? The Swan? Yeah, yeah, it was a, the 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 ugly duckling, the black swan. The the swan reality show. Yeah. Now this was in 2004. And right. it ran and they, for a couple did, years. And they did extreme surgical makeovers and stuff, yeah. This shows the epitome of what our culture will always feel and how they feel about image and beauty. Why do you think prizing hotness over ugliness is a uniquely American trait? Where else does it happen so prevalently? What's the, what's the movie? Here's why. Where's the, what's the country with the ugly models? I'll answer... Um, Uzbekistan. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> we're going to get it's like the mail. hottest women in the world come from Uzbekistan? The, from the stands. The, <laughs> East, the Eastern European. Yeah, I know they are beautiful. Women, yeah. I, they are beautiful. Step in Melania. Be best. Um, oh my God. I watched my dad. Oh, I didn't mean to. When we were in the Poconos, my dad just kept watching increasingly random Amazon Prime documentaries and. I just it was, was honestly, one on Melania. Yeah, oh. he just wants to find like my if you let my if you let my dad and it was this great big open floor place and my dad is eighty six he's really deaf so I, I always wonder like why do TVs go up to a hundred when nobody ever turns it on past nineteen? <laughs> my dad is the guy who's at like eighty two, and it's so you can put the time to your age exactly. That's exactly what it is, and and. And it was this cavernous living room that was just filled with the sound of the TV that he would not turn <laughs> off. And he can't walk, so he just sits in front of the couch and it's on all day. And if you let my dad, he will watch like CNN on a loop. Mm -hmm. And then we're then the whole family's going to end up talking politics and who needs that. I mean, there's just like a lot of reasons why I don't want to do that. So when he just started watching documentaries on Amazon Prime, like this is actually the lesser of two evils. But yeah, I, I listened to a thing about, uh, it's like finding Melania. It's like an anti-Trump Melan, like the world that she came from and the pressure she, oh, did she have a weird relationship with her dad? Is that why she ended up with him? But anyway, the point is, yeah, it's a, I've actually read, I mean, there's there's creepy stuff out there about people who are like, yeah, my town used to have every girl was the hot girl, like we've talked about with like Sweden. And oh like, my and gosh. Now, and now when I go back to my village, I don't see any hot girls anymore, which means they're being sex trafficked. Oh yeah, they're being exported. Right. And where do you think they're coming? Because they have a hot surplus. Where do you think they're going? Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> in, in Pedophile <laughs> Isle. I say that it, I, I, I place the nucleus of this in america because i believe wherever there are kardashians is the eye of the storm yeah and there's always been a version of the kardashian in our culture and kim kardashian may be if not is the most recognizable face in the entire world yeah well culturally america stirs the drink it has for it has for a hundred right years. and our drink is a youth tincture nice nice it's pretty sweet um before we wrap up please Give me sixty seconds on Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I'm dying. Okay, to that's right. When I was start. when okay. I was when I was born, they my parents brought me to a bungalow apartment that my whole like extended family was staying in in Point Pleasant. Every vacation of my life for the first twelve years of my life, outside of like one trip to Disney and one car ride to Amish country, was to Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I'm gonna break your heart. I never actually made it to the shore. 
I Isn't the way the, clu- the club's not on the boardwalk. The club is not on the boardwalk. Oh, I just assumed this whole time that you're like because there are there are clubs and it's the- at nighttime so i didn't go there during the day oh i'm picturing you telling jokes and like the, the ocean is behind oh i you. wish that would have been great no i stayed in an airbnb in tom's river this really cute place called the mattis house which okay. has tea parties during the day and actual tea parties where women show up with hats i was sitting on the porch writing watching all these women and their children walk in and out in these adorable outfits that's great it felt very americana mm-hmm. that part of the world it seems almost incubated in a time there's, it's still out there, and that's as somebody who lives in Los Angeles but has inexplicably taken two consecutive summer vacations in the heart of Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. It's out there. It's out there. It's still out there. America, the beating heart of John Mellencamp's America is still out there. Your Uncle Sam America is out there. It really is. And, and you know what? Here's the other thing, that it's, it's so easy to be cynical and crass and dismissive when you actually get out of the cities and get into the bleeding heart of the good parts of the real America. It reminds you of how great America actually is. It does. And mm-hmm. experiencing the sounds of the summer bugs sitting on the porch in this beautiful Airbnb that was for sure haunted by slaves. It, it felt so... <laughs> you were going to say like deceased members of the E Street Band. That got dark. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe <laughs> them as well. Maybe their ancestors. But it felt very sweet. And so I'm sitting there writing on this big porch underneath this huge like fir tree. A big, big tree. And it felt like almost a scene out of a Lifetime movie, like a like a six months to Christmas Lifetime Christmas movie. And the groundskeeper was this tan man. And he was like just working in the yard. And, and he goes, excuse me. And I look over and he goes, you think this would make a good Christmas tree? And he's got like a line of lights that he's playing with to see. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think that'd make a great Christmas tree. And he just kind of goes... I do too. And then I just felt like this whole magical, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like this moment that could start. And then we get into the movie and like the girl from the big city sits on the porch. When are you two getting hitched? (laughs) That's Ms. Tan Man to you. (laughs) I was like, I'll make a great Christmas tree. Before we go, let us remind everybody, first of all, we got a Patreon. We would love to see you there. You can enjoy full episodes of every stinking video we've, uh, every episode we've done, which is now like 80 of them. 80. We've made it almost to your dad's volume on the TV of episodes. We're knocking on the door. You can get full videos of all of that at patreon.com slash the deuce podcast. Even more important than that, if you love the show, Please tell the world by rating us and reviewing us. But most importantly, just rating us. Click that little star. Thing. Five stars. Five stars. Can we Five all stars agree? all the way. You guys know you love it. Tell us why you love it, what your favorite episodes are. Share it with your friends. Share it with the world. Let them know this is a podcast not about politics. We're not talking murder. Sometimes there's murderous conversation. It's just a fun conversation between two friends who like to make fun of each other. So send it to your friends who are sick of all the other stuff that they're listening to. And we appreciate you guys so much.